0: It's Wednesday, September 30th, and today I talk with Kirk Lamone about tips that he's learned through the years when working with an offshore team. He's got lots of great experience and some tips that you could use. I hope you enjoy. Today I'm catching up with Kirk Lamone. Kirk, you have been very busy lately, so thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to to catch up here. You're welcome. You've got a little bit more white in your beard than I'm, mean, and of course, I, I'm a little scraggly here too. And I feel the yeah. white coming in strong this
1: year, right? I, I uh, well, I didn't used to have a beard, so <laughs> that's why. <laughs> um, we'll see how long it lasts, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it came in this way to begin with.
0: You've been extremely busy lately, and one of the things I would like to talk to you about is uh, something you've been getting a lot of experience with. Uh, over the last couple of years, which is working with an offshore team, and sort of uh, how do you um, for these projects that we're going after, uh, some of the tips that maybe you've picked up with, and sort of what it, what it, how how can you continue to, to be effective uh, with working with an offshore team? So I'd love to just sort of pick your brain about that and learn more about um, what you've seen as works, and maybe even what you see doesn't work. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. uh and just letting you know sort of like and, and this uh, i'd love to share this internally at three will and then for folks who are out there uh who are a consulting company like three will or if you're a larger enterprise and you're working with an offshore team just give give them a couple of good uh, pieces of advice of things that you've picked up through the years so okay. so let's talk about the current project that you're on right now you're there's a sort of a cycle i guess they're in a different time zone so each day you Have sort of you hand something off at the end of the day and then when you come in in the morning you get you find out what's been done just talk to me about the overall process that 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 is right now
1: sure yeah well we're we're the um well there's different stages depending on the the type of project and where you are in the project okay so this is a uh, jive migration project and um it started out pretty heavy with some development work we were um, improving our capabilities, our migration utilities to do more things, which is sure. great. And um and we've been doing that now for a while. We started it oh, probably in July. Um and then uh we're starting to transition into the migration side of things where we're starting to try and churn those out. And um so when, when we start earlier on, you know, you can you have the luxury of kind of planning out the different things that you want to get done. We happen to use DevOps for most of that work. Now our client is using JIRA, so we've got a little bit of a hybrid going on between those two, right. but, um, but we use those two tools to help manage our work. And uh, to communicate between the, the uh, people as well as, of course, Microsoft Teams, uh, which we use heavily both internally within three will between you know, just three will and uh, the three will offshore. And then we have an external team with the clients, just like we do with most of our projects. Um, but so uh, let me I'm just going to go back from a historical standpoint on uh, earlier in the project when we were kind of uh had the luxury of saying okay these are the things we're trying to plan out um a sprint at a time and we could look ahead and these are the effort for individuals was on the matter of you know days not hours um, then, then you—it's a lot easier for someone like me, as a where I'm leading the de- development team, to come in and say, "Okay, here's what you're going to do." Um, you know, Divya, you'll do this work. Uh, Karthik, you'll do this work. And um, we—right now, we're working with an offshore team of, of four individuals. And so we're asking them to, you know, to do that work. Then, then I'm kind of uh, someone that can just help them along. So I can plan that out a little bit in advance, make yeah. sure that there's a bit of information around, you know, what's required to get it done. So the acceptance criteria and then uh, and and but the main goal is you want to make sure that you can't say okay i'm going to start my day out and then let's tell them what to do that day well they're nine and a half hours ahead of us and that doesn't work very well so you before the end of your day you need to make sure that you've communicated anything that they need to know when they start their day Um, now they don't while they are nine and a half hours ahead of us during daylight uh, savings time that uh, they don't start uh, nine and a half hours before our day. They they start later in their day, um, but still they start around 2 a.m. our time or something. So um, too, a little too early for me to get up.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's easier when, when we have things, the luxury of planning things up front, and we can look weeks ahead and spend a little bit of time getting things ready. And now we're transitioning more towards Uh, the migration piece and then there's some last minute things that just need to be fixed maybe some things we notice when we start using larger data sets uh, for our migration this happens to be a very large migration and so then now things are starting to change day to day Um, and uh, and i've been doing that for a couple of weeks and that means there's always a new uh, one or two high priority things that have to be dealt with every day so that makes it a lot harder. And uh, here I'm definitely far from perfect because I find myself working every night to try and make sure they're ready in the morning. Yeah. And um, so my recommendation to others, obviously, is to carve out time before your end of your regular work day to make sure that you know you can communicate Uh, what you want people to do and sometimes that's uh, relatively quick communication but depending on the size of the team and the number of things that are changing uh, you know you want to be pretty explicit in terms of what you want to get done and that takes time that can take uh, 30 minutes to an hour to make sure you've got things communicated the way you want to communicate them you want to make sure okay well I've got this Uh, uh, bug in Jira or DevOps and it's got to have the details in it that I need and I've got to make sure that that they're set up for success to to work that so um, so it can take time so uh, that's that's the main recommendation there now before the next stage is really full-on migration and that changes things again and from and that once we get into that, we will still have bugs and remediation and things like that. But we have a runbook we go by, which we set up, and uh, and they, you know, we make sure the team members know how to use that runbook. And uh, we've worked with several before, so they do. But um, but that's another p- part of it.
0: What's a runbook, real quick, just a high level?
1: It's it's uh, in general terms, a runbook is is like a recipe for a cookbook. So it just lists the steps you're going to do. And um, from a migration standpoint, it'll list all of our steps we're going to do, and we we have a, we use uh, happen to use Excel for this. Uh, Azure even even has a concept of runbooks, but but uh, in Excel we've got a tab per batch, and, a, and um, or is it a tab per wave? And and when we go through a bunch of steps uh, within each batch that we want to make sure get done. So for us, we're doing Jive migrations. We're we're pulling content from the source environment which is jive we're uh, transforming that content we're uploading that content uh, there's a lot of the things we can do we can do things like announcements and um, uh, pulling permissions migrating permissions so that runbook is going to have all those things it's going to have some verification steps too we've got uh, validate content uh, validate people all sorts of different steps in there
0: so did you move from uh you're talking earlier where you had more of like a agile sprint schedule and then now and then you moved into a more of like day by day did you go like from scrum to kanban or like how did you switch over to like switch over from having sprints to sort of a day-to-day basis of
1: yeah whatever
0: this problem is is what you're focused in on right now
1: right and that so yeah we did do that so um we started out having sprint reviews with the clients, uh, where we demonstrated new features and, uh, now we were doing those weekly, which, you know, uh, I prefer bi-weekly because, uh, it's just trying to make sure you're ready for every sprint review is take some time when you got a team like this, but, um, But we were doing those weekly and we were demonstrating things weekly and then we transitioned to say hey we're not at a point where we need to be spending time doing that. We're already having now two daily meetings with the client, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, to make sure that we know what you know what's the hot item and and. Make sure things are getting done in the right order and right priority. So, we don't don't need print reviews anymore. So we, yeah we switched. In in our case, the client is big on Jira, so we're using Jira as our primary. Um, but we do use DevOps for our source control, and we tend to keep you know DevOps uh, bugs uh, in use out there, and we'll we'll kind of connect them to the Jira issues as as well.
0: How do you set um, priority for the folks, like what they're working on, or how, do, how does that look, What does that look like?
1: Yeah, well, you know, the when you're back in the kind of the um, more agile, it was pretty simple. We would have priority one, priority two, and we mainly features are we we work on the priority ones only, and when we do a sprint planning, we're kind of uh, we're kind of just checking to see. Um, at, during that sprint planning session, what should be in scope for the sprint, and and then we we talk to the team and say, okay, who can take this item, or we direct who should take that item. Um, so that's that's relatively easy. Now, then, once you get more towards um, the heat of the battle, where you're starting to do migrations and you're dealing with last-minute bugs and issues, then it's um, it's been. Uh, this this a two-pronged approach so um, in jira and in devops there are priorities on these bugs that we uh, have entered okay and the client is aware of these priorities and um, and then of course i'm looking at those and i'm saying well of those that are you know critical or blockers which is the most critical of the criticals? And uh, which one needs to be worked first? And who's got the um, expertise to work the, the real critical ones? Because we want to make sure that the person with the best expertise is working the, the hottest item um, for for whatever that problem is. So like, you know, we've got client-side technologies like JavaScript involved. We've also got server-side C Sharp involved with the migration. And um, so we'll, you know, I'll, I'll pick, whoever the best person is based on, you know, the problem. Nice. Very nice. Any other, just to sort of
0: wrap us up here, any other tips that you've sort of picked up that you would suggest or stuff that's uh, any battle wounds or anything? Uh, I've
1: got plenty (laughs) of battle wounds. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, I've, I've I've worked with offshore teams for quite a while. Um, If, if you are new to this, um, you you know, especially if you're bringing in a new team, even if it's small, you need to plan on. As if you're if you're a dev lead, you need to plan on um, probably two hours a day of working with those individuals. Um, if it, and that's that's if it's even a small team, um, and then uh, once those individuals get more ingrained into what's going on and then of course they get more experience and they you know they don't need as much direction then it can be less time but even so I'm still you know I'm I'm kind of the go-to person when they're like I don't know how to do this I'm like okay I'll have a meeting with you at 9 a.m. after I'm done with these other meetings you know and and, uh, and that's what we do so um so just just be prepared to spend time. Uh, you need to have that time allocated. Maybe you need more than one dev lead, you know, but more than one go-to person, if you will, that's going to be. Uh, helping give direction, uh, technical assistance, um, in addition to just kind of making sure things are prioritized. Uh, The other one that I need to work on, so I've been aware of that for a while. The other one I need to work on more is is what I said, I think earlier around trying to allocate that time near the end of your day so that you're not working at night because you kind of, if, if you get into the, what's, you know, happened most of my life when I'm working, it's like, okay, I'll get close to finishing something at the end of the day. That's all right. I can talk to whoever it is first thing in the morning. It doesn't work that way with offshore. So you, um, so you've got to be prepared to, um, to have that time set aside, uh, try to avoid like a 4 p.m. daily meeting with the clients. Uh, I would prefer that wasn't the case with me right now, but that's what I've got, which means if I've got a if I've got to make decisions after that, they affect the offshore team. I've got to be working after that meeting, uh, to do that. And that sometimes can bleed into, you know, evening hours. Yep. 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 One final thing to mention. So I didn't really talked about benefits or, you know, when people start thinking about offshore, um, you know, it's, it's, easy to say okay well there's going to be a communication barrier or whatever the, i i find that i can pretty quickly um uh, understand the people i'm talking with and they can understand me uh there are times i have to go into you know more detail we kind of make sure that we're on the same page on certain things but um so that can take some time but you kind of get an ear for it um, or at least i have and i think others do as well and then um Just, you know, take advantage of the fact that you've got more of a 24-7 operation when you have that offshore team. So so think about how you can use that to your advantage. And, of course, we we definitely do because, you know, we can have an issue that pops up in our afternoon and it may take, um, you know, five or more hours for that issue to be fixed. And it can be fixed. First thing in the morning, um, and ready for review. So, uh, so take advantage of that, and um, and don't just think of it as okay. Now, I'm you know I've got these resources that are way over there, and they're um, they they have a, a different accents. And uh, you know, you take advantage of, of it, and don't uh, and, and use it to, you know use it to your benefit.
0: This reminds me of last year we covered the book Managing a Professional Services Firm. And one of the concepts in the book was this concept of leverage, which was, what are the things that I could do that if I took some time to to hand, to hand off to someone, like where, where are the areas where I could, and it's, this, this is what that reminds me of, is sort of like, you're now looking at not only your day, but your day plus the help from a, this other team and constantly thinking like, is this something I can transition off to someone else? Uh, and is this some constantly trying to think through, like, I don't have to do everything myself. In fact, I'm looking for things where, it, you know, is it easy for me to hand this off and someone else go after it? And how important that is within a professional services organization to do that, because if we, everybody is just doing everything and focused in on everything themselves, you never have this opportunity for other people to grow, but there has to be some sort of motivation for people to hand it off to others. Uh, Cause otherwise you just, you get into this thing where you're like, I got to take care of my own <laughs> stuff. And you have to be not, you, you've got to be not selfish about it and think about like, what, how can I, how can the whole team be more effective? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think you're, I think you've been growing and you know, you've been doing this for a while, but uh, now it's not only just what you're able to get done as you plus another team um, and hopefully that feels like you're even more productive than what you have been able to do in the past.
1: Oh yeah, def- definitely yeah. and, and uh, it is. It's a growth for me always, um, but but uh, but you learn and you kind of figure out. Well, I, did I could I have communicated that better? You know, yeah. you know one thing I had said yesterday that the priorities weren't done in quite the order. I wanted to be done in and it's like, well, maybe I can do a better job of communicating that um, in the future, so. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's a good thing.
0: I'm, I uh, outsource my podcast production to uh, Austin. So <laughs> when we're done with this, I don't have to be the one. <laughs> yeah, I... We're all in this mode of like, and, the, and it's important for growth as a, of a company is that we are looking for things where we can um, have other people come in and take them off our plate or for opportunities really for them to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a very important topic for all of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, um, what I probably need to do better is, uh, get the others to grow more in terms of here, instead of me giving you all those details, let's, let's see how far you can take it when I kind of just give you more high level detail and maybe I can spend a little bit less time working at the detail. So, um, and, and maybe it's, you know, of of my team, of course, it's a mix of individuals, so maybe it's the ones that have been around longer that I start doing that with more. So,
0: yep. Yeah, Austin, this probably sounds familiar to you, like how much, whether I tell you exactly what to do or whether I give you something and let you try to figure it out on your own. Uh, it's it, This is growth for everyone, so it's all good stuff. I'm just trying to pull him into this, but he won't come in. He just <laughs> like, probably left the room, but Kirk, thank you so much for your time again. Appreciate sure. it. Take care. All right. All right. Yeah. Have a
1: good day. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Work Together Better podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you're looking for a partner to help you craft a modern digital workplace on the Microsoft Cloud, please come by and see us at threewill.com. That's the number three spelled out W I L L.com. Thank you and have a great day.